Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. We'll go to the book of Ephesians with us tonight. Ephesians chapter number 4. And um, we're going to put pick back up um, with this thought on bitterness and um, I'll try to conclude it tonight. Ephesians chapter number 4. And um, we'll see what we can learn out of here. Um, boy, I appreciate the Lord. Amen. And I'll probably say a little bit more about this as I preach tonight. But I appreciate what God's doing at our church. Amen. Um, he sure has been blessing us. And I sure am thankful for that. Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And... I want to read one verse to you, Ephesians chapter number 4. Let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. Let me back up. I'm going to pick up verse number 29. The Bible said this, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Boy, that's a good verse on eternal security right there. Um, the Holy Spirit of God seals us uh, until the day of redemption. And um, i say something to you. My salvation is not mine to lose. It's God's today. Uh, he's the one that gave it to me. And uh, it come through the purchase of his son, the, uh, Jesus Christ. Amen. And after I got it, the Holy Spirit sealed me uh, until the day of redemption. Amen. goes on to say this in verse 31. Uh, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking... Be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Father, I love you tonight. I pray, God, that, uh, Lord, over the next few minutes, God, that you would help us as we look into your word, God. I pray, God. Get understanding from it, help in choir practice tonight, God. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our church. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to be wise stewards, Father, of what you're doing for us. And God, help us to know the mind of Christ as we move forward in our church, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for our deacons and trustees, God, and for the fellowship that we have, God, and the way that we're able to sit and talk about things. And uh, Lord, just keep us close to you and we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name, uh, amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to look, the Bible said in verse number 31, uh, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking uh, be put away from you with all malice. And um, we began talking about bitterness a couple of Sunday mornings ago. And I just want to pick back up on that and talk to you a little bit more tonight on the subject of bitterness. Many emotions uh, which we feel are not necessarily sins. Uh, and uh, can I just say this in passing? I'm not going to spend a great deal of time on this. But um, we all do have emotions uh, in our life, each and every one of us. Anger uh, is not necessarily a sin. The Bible said, be angry and sin not. But when anger gets out of its cage, it becomes sin. Or when the object of our anger is misplaced, it becomes sin. Guilt is not always a sin. Sometimes the Lord gives us a, a godly guilt, a conscious, a conviction to get us 
back onto the straight and narrow, but Satan uses guilt to paralyze us in our Christian walk with God. Satan will say, well, because you've done this in the past, uh, you can't serve God now. And Satan will use guilt against us, uh, and it'll become a sin. Grief is not always a sin. Grief is a gift from God when used to help us heal uh, from loss or sorrow or of some kind. But if we refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to comfort us, uh, in our time of grief, then uh, it becomes self-pity and that becomes uh, sin in our life. Anger, guilt, grief, are they sin? Maybe so uh, and maybe not. But there's one emotion that we read about right here that is always a sin. You know what it is? It's bitterness tonight. The Bible says this, let all bitterness uh, be put away from us tonight. As we begin looking at this, we look, number one, bitterness will devastate you spiritually. You'll never be where you need to be with God when you're harboring bitterness in your life. And, uh, you know, we talked about different things, how to know if we're battling bitterness. And, and one of the things that I said, if you hear that one person's name uh, and your blood pressure goes out the roof, you may have a little bit of bitterness in your life. Uh, if you see that person, are you with me tonight? If you hear about a situation or somebody mentions a situation and, boy, our blood pressure goes up, you know what it is? We're dealing uh, with bitterness uh, in our life. And bitterness will devastate you you spiritually. Why? Because bitterness necessitates that you walk in the flesh and not in the spirit. Bitterness also halts spiritual growth altogether. Why? Because sin is in our life. Can I say this to you tonight? Um, when we think about bitterness tonight devastating us spiritually, uh, um, bitterness devastates us spiritually in our prayer life also because the Bible said this, if I regard iniquity, which is sin, uh, in my life, then God's not going to hear my prayer. And if God's telling us for this to be gone out of our life, uh, he commands that to be gone out of our life, and we don't get that out of our life, then guess what? Sin uh, is beginning to reign in our life. So we looked at uh, bitterness will devastate you spiritually. Number two tonight, here's where I want to pick up at. Bitterness will destroy you physically tonight. Bitterness. See, here's the reason he's saying let it be gone from you. It will destroy you uh, physically tonight. I began to study on it, and here's some things that I found out. It's like a constantly running machine. It is not an occasion. It is not an occurrence. It's a lifestyle. It enters your subconscious mind and it runs while you are sleeping, eating, watching TV, talking to a friend, and on and on we could go. Your whole life becomes consumed with one situation or one person and bitterness will destroy you physically tonight. You know, I said this the other night or the other day whenever I began preaching on this, that bitterness uh, allows, uh, uh, well, I'll just put it this way. Bitterness, you are the prisoner when it comes to bitterness uh, and the person that you're bitter towards uh, still goes about their daily life. It's not bothering them anymore. Uh, 
And, and if they do see you and they do see you in the shape they're in, uh, then they probably get a kick out of that because they still uh, rule and reign your life. No, that person don't rule and reign my life. Well, then get them out of your mind. Forgive them for what they've done. It will destroy you physically. Bitterness, this is medically proven, bitterness has been medically linked to high blood pressure, cardiac issues and disorders, ulcers, and even insanity whenever I studied it out. Here's what one leading psychiatrist wrote. He said 90% of all people in insane asylums could be released immediately if they would learn how to forgive or how to be forgiven. He said they could be released immediately. What happens? Somebody does something to us. Uh, we don't want to get over it. We hold a grudge. The grudge turns into bitterness. The bitterness is sin. Now our spiritual walk with God is halted. We're not where we need to be with God. So we begin dying spiritually and it begins affecting us physically also. An article from the Gospel Herald said this, There was a man whose health was good. He was a sturdy and strong. His heart action and blood pressure were fine. Then his father died and he got into a prolonged legal dispute with his sisters about their father's will. The case went to court and the sisters won. From that day on, the man could, uh, could think of nothing more than the lawsuit of his sisters. He talked about it. He thought about it. He filled himself with it, and it became an obsession to him. Each day, he grew to hate his sisters more and more and more. Then he began to have difficulty with his heart and blood pressure. Next, his kidneys began to bother him. Before many months, complications killed him. It seemed obvious that he died from bodily injuries brought on by a powerful emotion. I believe the man killed himself, or the writer said this in the Gospel Herald, he committed suicide by bitterness. He committed suicide by bitterness. Now, I'm not saying that every health issue can be linked back to bitterness. That's not what I'm saying. But you know what? There is a lot of health issues that can be linked back to bitterness in an individual's life. And again, while we are living in a prison, that individual is going about their everyday life and it's not bothering them one bit. So I would say this to you tonight, and I'm moving quickly. I'm trying to be respectful of choir practice. Bitterness will devastate you spiritually. Bitterness will destroy you physically. But watch this. Bitterness will discourage you emotionally. It will discourage you emotionally. Why did he say let it be gone? Because it will discourage you emotionally. Where there's bitterness, there's discouragement. You start to develop a victim mentality which equals everyone's out to get you. You become negative. You become critical. You become paranoid. Have you ever met anybody like that? Any, ever, look, they could find, Brother Dakota, they could find a filet mignon that is cooked to perfection. Are you with me? Adorned on the side with mashed potatoes and french fries. 
We went to eat the other day and somebody laughed at me because I got fried okra, hush puppies, mashed potatoes, and french fries. Man, I ate every bit of it and it was good, praise God. They just died. They said, what are you, 12? And I said, yeah, don't worry about it, man. You just eat your food. I'm preaching about bitterness tonight, ain't it? But watch this. You ever met that person and, and, and they're negative about everything? They're, anything you say, they're negative about it. You're, you, we was eating the other day and, and, and we was talking about how to try to help an individual that everything that comes out of their mouth is negative. Nothing's right. You can have a filet mignon cooked to perfection and they'll send it back. It's, just, it's never, life's never going to be right. You know, it's probably deep down inside that individual, they're struggling with this thing called bitterness. Bitterness tonight will discourage you emotionally. You become judgmental of others and think you know their motives. Everybody's still awake tonight? You become judgmental and think you know their motives. You think people are always talking about you. Matter of fact, bitterness will devastate your emotions and discourage you emotionally all the way to the point where you'll not even be able to go to a football game because when they have a huddle, you just know they're talking about you. Have you ever been there before? What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. You're struggling with bitterness inside your life. You see somebody talking at church and immediately you think, you know what, they're talking about me. I wonder what they're talking about me about. Whenever you walked up, they stopped talking. Well, they was talking about me whenever they walked up. The preacher and Brother Stan was talking and I walked up beside them to say hello and they completely quit talking. Well, you know what, Brother Stan may have been talking to me because Miss Shannon had been beating him and he didn't want everybody to know that. It probably had nothing to do with you. He said, that's right. What happens? Bitterness, I know it's a little bit comical, but it's the truth tonight. Bitterness tonight will discourage you emotionally. Let me show you something else, number four tonight. It will only devastate you spiritually, destroy you physically, discourage you emotionally. Bitterness tonight, and, and I've really preached to get right here. Bitterness tonight will divide the fellowship. Bitterness tonight will divide the fellowship. I, I sat today and I thought about the blessings of God at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. I, matter of fact, we had a deacons and trustees meeting tonight and we was reviewing some financial things and, 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 and talking about some different financial things and I, I just stand amazed at what God is doing at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. I just stand them. Matter of fact, matter of fact, in the month of January, the month of January here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church, in the month of January from July to December of the first year I was here, I came in July, began pastoring the end of July. So in the beginning of August, I got the first financial report. And, and from August to December, what we took in in the month of January this year is more than we took in in those five months the first year I pastored here. It's what we took in in one month. I stand, I, I, I don't, I, you say explain, I can't. It's the goodness of God. 
to think that a church our size done over $100,000 last year just in world missions. Just in world missions. To think about that, I, I, it blows my mind, Brother Tim. The goodness of God. I, I wish time would permit for me to tell you all of the things that we've seen God do through this building program. I may have almost lost my mind through it. I may have been down almost 30 pounds going through this building program. But it's been amazing. Brother Mark can testify to what I'm fixing to say. The things that we have saw God do during this building program has just been unreal. Let me tell you what it is. It's the blessings of God here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. We are over the past four or five weeks consistently bumping the 200 or over 200 on Sunday mornings. When you take our Wednesday nights, matter of fact, a lot of times we are running more people on Wednesday nights than we do on Sunday nights. Are you with me tonight? More, you said, preacher, what's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. The blessings of God is being poured out. I was reluctant to say that our theme this year was due season, but it is like God is allowing us to begin to reap due season. It's like due season has come to Amazing Grace Baptist Church. That don't mean that we're going to stop knocking on doors. Leslie and I visited the biggest part of the day yesterday. That don't mean that we're going to quit inviting. That don't mean that we're going to quit giving to world missions. No, man, we're ramping things up and going to go after it more than we ever have. But boy, God is blessing us. God is blessing us. I thought about this. Let me tell you one way to cut that off real quick. You start harboring bitterness towards somebody else in this room. You get upset with me and get bitter towards me about something. I get upset with you and get bitter towards you about something. Are you with me tonight? And I'm going to tell you something, and the blessings of God will shut down at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. We're all human. Somebody say amen right there. And at times we give each other a reason to be offended. Somebody say amen right there. Sometimes unintentional, sometimes not. Somebody say amen right there. You ever just provoke your wife? Are you with me? You ever just provoke her? She cannot stand for me to put my hand on her neck or on her face if it's real cold. And I'll come in from loading the stove at nighttime, and you know what I do? I provoke her. Brother Tim looked over at Miss Vicky. Evidently, he does the same thing. And you know what? Sometimes out of spite, hear me right here, you'll say things at the church to somebody out of spite, and it triggers bitterness in the church. Well, I'm going to say hey to him, hey. And you say it in a, you know what I'm talking about. We've all been, we've all, somebody say man. We've all been guilty of it. And if we want to see the blessings of God shut down, you start harboring bitterness towards somebody. A dad said to his son, son, I'm taking your mother to the doctor for her colitis. The son replied, who'd mom collide with this time? Who'd mom collide with this time? Sometimes it seems that way, does it not? And you know what happens? Bitterness sets up. Somebody help the preacher tonight. Collisions will happen within the church. 
We can't completely avoid that, but we can control how we respond to the collision. You don't know what they said or did to me. I don't mean to minimize your pain or sound arrogant, but you're not the first person that's ever got hurt at a church. Somebody say amen. You're not the first person. Sometimes we just need a good old-fashioned dose of growing up. Sometimes we just need to grow up and get over it. Sometimes, boy, it's, it's real good preaching tonight, ain't it? Sometimes I look at my kids and I say this, grow up. You just need to grow up. And let me tell you what a lot of church people need to do every once in a while. You just need to grow up. Just forget about it. Matter of fact, Josh Jenkins, if he was preaching tonight, he went to church where he was pastoring one time. He's no longer pastoring there, but he went to church one time where he was pastoring and took a pacifier and, and, and said, I'm going to hand out pacifiers to some of y'all in this church because all you do is belly ache and whine and cry all the time. He said, y'all need to grow up. Now, I'm not that bad, and I didn't drink a six-ounce cup of bad attitude before I got here. But the truth of the matter is this. There's sometimes in our life we just need to grow up. Well, they just didn't look at me the right way today. You just don't know how they said this or how they said that. Man, may we remember the way that we treated Christ and yet he still forgives us. I thought about this in the past 16 years. I've been lied to. I've been lied on. I've been lied about. I've been criticized falsely. My motives have been judged. Matter of fact, that's something God reserves only for himself is to judge my motives. My sincerity question, but maturity each time begs me to blow it off and to get over it and keep going. Let me tell you what bitterness will do tonight. It will divide the fellowship of this church that fast. I, I want to say this to you, and then I'm going to give you the last point. There's somebody in this room tonight. They come to your mind while I was preaching right then. You know what you need to do before this service is, before you leave these grounds tonight, you need to find them and you need to ask them to forgive you or you need to tell them you forgive them. You say, well, what if they say this or that? Don't worry about what they say after it. You make it right with them and the rest is on them. Somebody say amen right there. What does bitterness do tonight? Bitterness will devastate you spiritually. It will destroy you physically. It will discourage you emotionally. It will divide the fellowship in this church. But I give this to you last of all. Bitterness will deprive you. It will divide the fellowship, but bitterness will deprive you of a blessing. It will deprive you. Brother Jacob, will you come help me preach a minute? Bring your Bible with you. It will deprive you of a blessing. You ever thought about that? You know, here's what a lot of people say. It's coming right on up here, Brother Jacob. I look up to him. Um, here's what a lot of people say. Is, I just got a little bit. Let's see your Bible just a minute. You know what? That, I mean, that's not heavy, is it? Feel that right there. That's not bad. Okay, here's what I want you to do, Brother Jacob, while I'm preaching for a little while. I want you to take this Bible. And I want you to hold it straight out like that. I want you to stand at attention. I want you to hold that Bible straight out like that, okay? All right, and then you stay like that. Okay, keep your arms straight out, 90 degrees. Okay, there we go. Here's what a lot of people say. I just got a little bit of bitterness in my life. That little bit leads to a little bit more and to a little bit more and to a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, you're completely deprived of any blessing in your life. 
Before you know it, you'll bring that negative, critical spirit right down to the church house with you. You won't come looking for a blessing. You'll be looking for what's wrong with everybody sitting in the pew and why everybody didn't dress just like you and what everybody has to say just about you. While God, you care to come start playing softly, while God continues to pour his blessings out in amazing grace, while on a Sunday morning when there was over 200 here, the choir sang and Miss Haley sang and the preacher preached on the troubles of our life and how God can always help us, you'll find yourself sitting in a church pew thinking, you know what, I can't believe sister such and such is sitting up there and she treated me like this at one time. And before you know it, God's just moved through a service and the power of God has failed and you don't even know what happened. Why? Because bitterness in your life. Because bitterness in your life. And here's what we say a lot of times, Brother Coach. Well, it's just a little bit. Well, I guarantee you, if we could, now Jacob's a big old boy. But I guarantee you, if we could talk to him right now, when he first held that out, it really wasn't that heavy. The longer he stands there holding that out, the heavier it gets, doesn't it? Matter of fact, if we was to sit here an hour or so, probably by the end of an hour or so, you might even start to see a little bit of sweat come up across his head. Why? Because it's getting heavier. Because it's getting heavier. So why you think, well, I just got this little situation and it's really not bothering me. If you don't do something with it, it's going to eat you from the inside out. And why you can go sit down. I don't want you to pass out. We have to pour new concrete tomorrow. And why, while you think it's just a little bit, it's actually completely devastating you spiritually. It's taking every bit of the blessings away from you. It, you're overwhelmed by it. You know what our first reaction? No, I'm not. Every once in a while, I'll say something to Olivia, and I know that it's a tender spot. And boy, she'll fire back off. And that person's name comes up, that situation comes up. I don't have no problem with them. Revelation. Revelation 21.8. Liars go to hell. Liars go to hell. Burn, burn, burn. Burn, burn, burn. Are you with me? That situation runs our life, controls our life, and we go to church, the power of God is there, people get saved, God's exploding the church, a new sanctuary is being built, and you could care less about any of it. Why? Because of bitterness. There's not but one cure for bitterness. Did you know that? There's one cure for it. The first time that I can find, and I might be wrong on this, that's a beautiful Bible. Can I look at it? Yeah. The first time I can find that bitterness, we, we can see the root of it a little bit. We can see it starting a little bit. But the first time that I really find a really strong practical application to it, 
is in Exodus. The children of Israel has come out of Egypt. They've crossed the Red Sea and they go to a place called Mara. And Mara, that name Mara right there literally means bitterness. That's what it means. It means bitterness. They get there and they can't drink of the waters of Mara. They begin to murmur against Moses, the man of God. It's fruit of bitterness, by the way. They began to murmur against God. They began to say, it would have been better for us to die in Egypt than for you to bring us here. Moses hears the murmuring of the people and God shows Moses something. Does anybody remember what God showed Moses? There? Showed him a tree. Moses took that tree and cast that tree into the midst of Marah. And as soon as the tree hit Marah, all of a sudden, the bitter waters were made sweet. You know the only cure for your bitterness is a tree. That tree is called Calvary. That situation that's in your life that is just overtaking you. You may say it's a little bit, but if Jacob was still standing right here, he would probably already start. Even He's a big old boy. I mean, I can take him down, but he's a big old boy. <laughs> he would, Brother Tim, probably he would already be beginning to shake a little bit now. Why? Because that little something has become something big to him now. The only way you're ever going to get rid of what's killing you from the inside out is you're going to have to take it to an altar and you're going to have to give it to God and you're going to have to ask God to forgive you for holding on to that and for allowing that to run your life and you're going to have to let Calvary make the difference in your morrow. That's the only thing that will ever Fix bitterness. Father.